This, 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 this show is brought to you by Safety FM. Welcome to Unapologetically Bold, I'm Not Sorry For. If you are a person that is tired of apologizing for being you, you know, the human part of you that sometimes feels like it has to be different at home versus work versus play, the human side that just wants to be hot, humble, open, and transparent about your wants, desires, and uniqueness. If you answered yes, this podcast is for you. Join me, Emily Elrod, as I dive into conversations with amazing guests about what they are not sorry for in creative and loving ways. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. We are live again for another episode of Unapologetically Bold, I'm Not Sorry For. And I am so excited today to have one of my coworkers here with me, Bonnie. Hi, everybody. Bonnie is such an amazing person, and I'm blessed to get to work with her. So I know her ins and outs, and I just know just how awesome of a human you are. But the irony about one thing I assumed about you is what we're going to be talking about. I assume that you were an extrovert. Bonnie, tell people about you. Who are you and what do you do? It's just telling telling Emily that I've been working on my little 30 second elevator speech um, because there's so much that you always want to say and you want to keep it concise. But um, I'm Bonnie. I work with Emily through Worksby as a work life integration consultant. I have my background is in clinical psychology. I'm also a certified wellness coach um, and I also have certifications in industrial and industrial and organizational psychology. It's always a mouthful for me. Um, I'm in Rhode Island, so right now we're getting a little bit of a storm outside, um, and I'm a mama to two little boys, so that's kind of my world right there in in a nutshell. (laughs) Awesome, and again, you're such an amazing person, and I'm so grateful for you and so blessed to know you. So I'm going to start this off a little bit different than I would with any of my other guests, because the first time I met you, I thought you were an extrovert just because you can keep such great dialogue, especially on a one-to-one basis, like how we, we talk. And I'm just like, oh, but what, after I got more in-depth conversation with you, we actually, or you, you told me that you're actually more of an introvert. And so for me, I would say I placed my extrovertedness onto you and assumed because we hit it off and how, how we interacted that you were automatically one. Um, but that's what people do. I, I feel like a lot of people do because there's so many misnomers between it because the stereotypes that come with it. So Bonnie, let's get into it. What are you not sorry for? I am not sorry for being an introvert. And this is such a loaded topic for me because my entire life I was made to feel badly about being an introvert. And I truly believe it's because of all of those misconceptions that people have where an introvert is someone who likes to live in the woods and they're always by themselves and they can't handle themselves in in social situations and you know it's always always you hear shy and introvert as Mm -hmm. same thing and it's it's not it's really not um you can be shy and you can be an introvert and I don't believe that there is anything quote unquote wrong with either of those things. 
I do believe that someone is shy may struggle a little more because psychologically there's the fear behind it, fear of judgment, fear of people not liking you um, that could come with being shy. But that's not necessarily the case when you're an, an introvert. Um, so my definition of being an introvert versus an extrovert is the amount of social interaction and stimulation that you need to be your best self. Mm-hmm. And that's really what it comes down to. Um, so typically an introverted person recharges when they're by themselves, when they have quiet time, or maybe not even necessarily by themselves, but with the people they're close to at home with their family. Um, an extrovert usually recharges and gets their energy from being around groups of people. They mm-hmm. love the interaction. They love the energy that comes from other people. Um, and there's nothing wrong with either of those things. Uh, I, I do think it's very important to know that about yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's very easy to feel badly about being on the introverted side and not loving those interactions constantly because I feel like our culture really encourages that as the way to be. Um, mm-hmm. In the workforce, I did want to touch on that a little bit and for, for leaders and employees in, in the workforce and how to work with an introvert versus an extrovert and to look at their strengths and weaknesses or their areas for improvement. <laughs> yes. And I think that's a big one because what we talk about is being a hot human who is humble, open, and transparent. And if I expected you to be an extrovert just because that's how I am, how much impact and how bad that could be for you because you're not getting to be yourself. So for leaders, and you may want to talk about some of your past experiences uh, and stories that you have on in the work environment, not at WorkSpeak, just for the record, but (laughs) in the past work environments, when have you experienced times when your introvertedness was seen as something bad or possibly a disadvantage? I can definitely think of a few. Um, I feel like as I've gotten older, I've learned to manage it a little better. So I'm more proactive and I'll make suggestions as to maybe I could do this instead. Um, But in the past, especially like fresh out of school and internships, um, you're in the workplace, and I remember feedback from one supervisor in particular saying that I was not um, basically aggressive enough and asking for work and um, taking taking the initiative, which I still think about that, and that was over 10 years ago, as constructive criticism, because I think what she was trying to say was, you know, it's good to have a voice and to be out there and to um, have ideas. Mm -hmm. but the way that it came across was you don't talk enough (laughs) basically you don't assert yourself enough you don't have as much of a voice as you could um and it was all based on like my verbal interactions Mm -hmm. and that's has always been a struggle for me I've gotten much better with it but especially again at that point when you're 19 20 years old and trying just becoming a professional so that's, that's one. Um, and I want to stop you right there for a second, because as somebody that is a coworker and a leader w- that gets to work with you, it's your strength for me. And that's the one thing that I see so much value in, the, in this. And, and, I, and that's the one thing I also want people to understand that 
for me, I try to find people that are so much different. We're like hearted, but we're not always like minded. And like yesterday, we had a session that we did together, a creative discussion. And in that, you were in the breakout rooms and you are gold in there. <laughs> and it is so beautiful to see you interacting with people one-on-one comparative where my, my strengths are, are out on the stage per se. Um, I can get in, but I'd rather have you there because that's your strength. That's where you come in and you get the details. And I think that's very important for leaders to notice and not try to put people where I don't now, you know, that I always want to stress and, and put in comfort. Like our, our saying is we want to be in between um, excited and throw up, you know, that's, that's where we want to stay at. So we want to challenge and grow you, but not put anywhere you're going to absolutely fall on your face or you're not going to, you're not going to want to stay. So talk to that a little bit about the importance of allowing you to be you. Thank you for those comments. And that actually is a segue into something that I was hoping to talk about a little bit today. Uh, again, especially for leaders, but employees and everyone in their personal lives. Remember that introverts typically prefer and really enjoy and thrive in those connections where it's one-on-one -on -one or just a few handful of people and they're talking about something that they're passionate about. Um, so to go back to our relationship, Emily, I think that we do connect. We are same, coming from the same place. Um, and that's why it's so comfortable to talk to you because it's something that I'm passionate about. We share that. Um, where if you put me in a room with a bunch of people that have very few shared interests with me and it's really just making small talk and having, this is big, having to pretend or feign interest <laughs> I, I myself as an introvert and I know many other introverts really struggle with that. Um, so it's not just that natural connection that talking to people just because you want to talk like it needs to be meaningful for me and for others. So to have that sort of communication style and to be put in those situations is going to be far above and more beneficial for everybody. Um, I'm thinking of like a, a networking event. If you have an introverted employee and you know their personality well, um, and they're open to going to a network event because, again, they're not necessarily shy, keep in mind that they'll likely come back with fewer but more valuable connections than an, ext an extroverted person who wants to go and talk to as many people as they can, which equally is valuable they're going to meet more people, more likely to have someone that they're going to connect with and be able to grow with. Um, but the connections may not be quite as deep as those that the introverted person is, is taking on. Um, quality versus quantity, I guess you can think of it that way. Mm -hmm. I, don't, I, I try to shy away from those cliche sayings, but it's just true when you think about friendships and everything else, especially as you get older. Um, and that is like the introvert's gold. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's important to say, too, is that relationships matter and understanding how people are and how and that's the thing is. I don't know if we want to go on this or not, but psychological safety, adding into the part that you're open to be able to, to tell your leader that you are, because, again, me, I assumed you were extroverted at, at, in the beginning. 
until you're like, hey, well, I'm actually kind of introverted. And we talked a little bit more. Um, talk about that for a minute and the the importance of that. And because what I'm, the other thing I'm thinking on this aspect is I've heard too many people be like, oh, it's COVID. It's that introverts happiest time ever there ever because they have to stay home. So those are the two thought processes that are going through my mind right now. So whichever one you want to address. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a lot to say about both of those things. I mean, there's some truth truth to it. I think I'm probably struggling a little less than someone who's who's extroverted. Um, but that's also my situation. I have children, my husband is home, I live with my mother-in-law, I'm not really alone. <laughs> um, and that's the flip side of it. So I guess talking a little bit about COVID and the current climate in our worlds, because it's relevant to everyone right now. Um, my struggle is that I never get alone time because my family is not going anywhere. My kids are not going to daycare. My husband's not going to work. Um, I am drained at the end of the day. And not just because I'm taking care of children, but because I'm constantly responding and interacting with somebody where I don't have that 30 minutes in the car on the drive to work or, or whatever it is. Um, that doesn't overpower the benefit to me of being able to be in my sanctuary in my home and be comfortable. Um, but for many people, it would extroverts or introverts. And on the flip side of that, someone who's introverted and living by themselves right now could still feel very, very, very lonely. It's not, mm -hmm. and they likely are. Um, it's not something that, you know, you want to be alone all the time. It's just, like I said, the type of connections and the amount of connections, probably more importantly. So that's another thing to think about on a personal level if you are struggling now. I mean, doing certain things that people are suggesting may seem like a nightmare, like mm -hmm. <laughs> going on a virtual networking event. And I speak to this because I was on one yesterday and it worked out well. Um, but I could see how it would not be comfortable for a lot of people who don't want to talk just, just randomly to strangers, basically. Um, yeah. And I think too, with that is that the notion that no matter who you are, we need human interaction because that's how our bodies are designed. We're designed oxytocin, the love, trust, um, chemical of the body needs people. We need interactions. So it's important. But also it's, I guess what I see is where your energy comes from. Me, energy comes from people. I love people. I say it all the time. Humanity is like, I love people. Any way that I can help them, I try almost to a, de a detriment at times <laughs> myself. But it's just, it's a passion of mine. But the irony is people are still your passion. And helping, and helping people. So... What would you tell somebody that has maybe, maybe put you in a situation? Well, let me go back. I had somebody that told me the other day, they were very frustrated with a leader of theirs because they were doing presentations and the presentation base or the guy basically said, you need to throw your voice out more in the room. Kind of like what you were told. And she's like, well, we're talking about diversity and inclusion and equity in this. In essence, you're killing that because you're expecting everybody to go to that level because they're speakers. And just because you're a speaker does not mean that you have to be extroverted and you're killing the diversity and the equity that comes with it. So let's talk about that for a minute on how people might can also see this is a part of that equation as well. 
I do feel like a person's personality in terms of extroversion versus introversion is just as important as their gender, their race, all of those things. So it's interesting that you asked me that question because it's true. You would expect a certain personality to come across when you are listening to a presenter, but they're not necessarily always the most impactful. Um, where someone who has a strong, quiet voice and is really thoughtful before they speak and are um, not just speaking to speak is going to have a lot more impact on a person than the person who just has the loudest voice, but what they're saying is not really relevant or helpful. Um, so to answer the question exactly is kind of tough, but I guess speaking to the employee, what advice I might give to someone in a similar situation um, is to keep faith in yourself and know that you don't have to change to be powerful and to have a voice. Um, you don't need to throw yourself around. Um, to be able to have those conversations with the person is tough but necessary. And it's not just oh, I didn't like that and this is why, but it's, this is what I'm good at and this is why I'm good at it and this is what I could do in the future. This is how it will benefit you. I don't mm -hmm. know if that completely makes sense, but to me, that's what's really helped me grow as an employee, as a person, is to be able to look at my strengths and being able to offer my strengths and show other people what those things are. And I think that's the beauty of it too, is that, when it comes to this is that I have learned that there's times where I need to quit talking and let others speak and listen better. So that's through the years I've learned that listening is, is such a, a skill. And, and I think that's on both ends that introverts can learn from extroverts and extroverts can learn from introverts. And I think it also goes down into that powerfully kind metric too, that sometimes introverts are seen as just very kind people pleaser. They don't want to be like, they don't want to, but that's what I am. And I'm an extrovert. And I think it also goes back with the shyness. You know, my daughter is, she can be shy, um, but she is a full out extrovert. So it's again, I think it goes with the beginning of what we were talking about is assumptions. Mm -hmm. What has been one of the biggest assumptions that people have made about introverts that just drives you mad? <laughs> There's a couple of them. Um, and before I even answer that, I wanted to say something in response to your comment. And um, I found it very interesting. I've read the book Quiet by Susan Cain multiple times, and I definitely, definitely recommend it. But one of the points that she makes um, is based on research, a lot of introverted people like to connect with people. Like you said, everyone likes to connect with other people. That's part of humanity. Introverts like to connect with people on a caring one-on-one -on -one basis, where extroverts typically, not 100% of the time, like to connect with people more in like a, a competitive sense, I guess you'd say. So oh, yeah. like type of interaction could be different, but the interaction is still there. Um, but that is a big assumption that, that bothers me that, um, you're meek, you're a doormat, people can walk over you. Um, you're not gonna speak up for yourself when the time is right and when you want to, because that is a complete misconception, especially for me. Um, the other one that really bothers me is the assumption that quiet people 
um, don't like other people, I think is the biggest thing. That they're rude, that we're um, antisocial, that we don't want to talk to people and we just want to keep to ourselves. And um, I think that's where a lot of the judgment comes from. Mm -hmm. When we see someone kind of keeping to themselves, they might seem standoffish when really they're just feeling a little uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. So if I could end with um, a little piece of advice for everyone out there listening, it's to really think about that before you place judgment on another person and what it's the old saying, put yourself in their shoes. Like what, where is this really coming from? And is it you? Is it them? Um, there's so many factors that go into it, but just because they're not talking does not mean they don't want to be there. And I think that's true too. It's just hearing people out, but also giving the space to talk. Ooh, I feel like that's something we need to talk about real quick too. Whenever we do our classes and whenever we do our trainings, we use a thing called Mentimeter. And I absolutely love it because I found in trainings, a lot of people want to, extroverts really can throw their voice out a lot of times where sometimes introverts, they have a lot to say, but they sometimes don't say it in the, in the rooms that they're at because they'd rather have a smaller interaction instead of being a massive room, you know, or if we're on a call with 30, 40 people, you know, the anxiety and even for me and, and I speak and I still have anxiety pressing that button um, to unmute myself to have a conversation, you know, at times. So I can only imagine for somebody else. But with that, the Mentimeter allows a voice for everybody and the space and the time that they want. Talk about how people can learn from that and how important it is, especially now that we're in a virtual world, given the ability for others to speak up without having to unclick, unmute, like, or talk even in the chat, even whenever you go in the chat, your name still pops up. Right, right. I really enjoy the Mentimeter too. I was not familiar with it before you and I started working together. Um, and I and I love it as an introverted person, but also for others. Um, I think the biggest thing, and I'm try to say this in a in the correct way, but I think one of the problems in the virtual environment is that an extroverted person, and not just virtual, I shouldn't say that, but in general, an extroverted person may not even realize that they're dominating a conversation. Um, where I think when you're more on the introverted side, even if you're okay speaking up, sometimes it's hard to like make the intro <laughs> to even cut in and have your voice be heard when you are in a larger group is more what I'm referring to. When you're in a smaller group, it's easier because there's just less people, there's less personality there. But when you're in a large group, such as a Zoom meeting, um, I think both sides of the spectrum need to look at their interactions and consider how it's impacting the entire conversation and the meeting. And you need people to speak. It's important, especially if they didn't, then, you know, what's the point of the Zoom meeting? But um, allowing the space for other people who may not be so quick to jump in to have a voice as well. Mm -hmm. um, and I guess what I'm saying is that, you know, it's it doesn't necessarily have to be anonymous like Mentimeter, although I do like that. And I like it because you can respond all at the same time. It's not like, okay, first you speak and then you speak. Maybe that's the biggest thing about it. Um, it's just, it gives people the space. It gives more opportunity for everyone to have a voice rather than just the loudest voices. 
Mm -hmm. And I love Mike put on here. I'm an extrovert to make sure I'm heard on Mentimeter. I simply type and write a response multiple times. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's awesome. And I think that's true um, for a lot of people without Mentimeter, just in general, that sometimes giving prompts for other people to speak is another one. Mm -hmm. Is a is a way for extroverts to to include the voice and know where they're comfortable or where they can talk to and talk at, um, speci specifically to let them shine. I love letting people see you shine and see how smart and like how blessed I am for you to be on my team. Because I always joke that I will never be the smartest person in the room with my team. Like y'all are rock stars. So I'm beyond grateful for you. And I think that's what we'll end on right here is if you could tell somebody that keeps apologizing for being an introvert, what would you say to them? You are stronger and more powerful than you ever would think. And to ever feel badly about something that is a strength um, is unfortunately a downfall of the world in which we live right now but i'm looking to change that and i think we can change it and i think it is changing um so just be confident in your strength and speak up when you need to speak up but don't feel like you always have to be talking that's mm -hmm. that's words that i live by <laughs> i love it and i appreciate you so much and i know we didn't get to talk about ambiverts which is the new one it's the ones in the middle um, which is they're saying is like the new halfway point for people. But still, I think just the, the part of knowing that introvert and extroverts, they actually work really good together. You Opposites actually attract um, and each other's strengths can, can work for each other and with each other. Absolutely. So as leaders, quit surrounding your people, uh, quit surrounding yourself with yes people or people exactly like you because you're mm -hmm. truly missing out because if it wasn't for bonnie half the stuff that i do would would not even be as amazing as it is like a lot of the times it looks like i'm doing it that's the reason i always say workspace team like if you want to know the madness behind it all it is this amazing lady right here so i am blessed for you and thank you for everybody that has joined today i hope you have an awesome and blessed day thank you Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Unapologetically Bold, I'm Not Sorry For. If this touched you in any way, please like and subscribe and share with your friends as we continue the message of being unapologetically bold by being hot humans who are humble, open, and transparent. See you next time.